0: welcome back to talking troy i'm your host anthony grieve deputy sports editor taylor trojan i'm joined as always with taylor mills sports editor taylor how is it going
1: i just ingested my daily cold brew and so if the tone of my voice slash excitement changes throughout the course of this podcast you all know why
0: well yeah well that makes sense caffeine definitely you know has that effect (laughs) <laughs> but we are here to be talking about many sports. David Ramirez, other sports editor, will not be with us today. But, well, he's all right. I didn't mean to sound so dark with that, but he's he's okay. He's just not joining us. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's all right. Anyways, now we got to dive into even some more dark, if you could say, news. or not news, but, you know, a recap. So men's basketball right now is in the Pac-12 tournament, obviously. And we're recording this. Uh, f- on Friday, March 12th So this is prior to their uh, Semi-final game So, you know, we'll be previewing that But we have to talk about um, Whatever it, Whatever happened last night uh, In that game against Utah <laughs> When it went to double overtime Taylor, I will let you take it For now, so please What do you have to say about that game?
1: You know what happened? Free throws didn't happen, that's what I'll tell you Free throws did not happen and I'm tired and it's way too late to fix that now. And I don't know how much more energy you can scream and yell and put into that issue, but at the end of the day, like if you're expecting to be a ranked team, you just have to have that under your belt. Um and it's just it's just incredibly disappointing. Um yeah, and the thing is is like this was a very costly win. Like we survived this round great, but at what cost? Um double overtime is hard on your body. It's hard on your players. I think Evan Mobley was on the floor for um, like almost 40 minutes, which is a lot of playing. And we're going to need him more than ever tonight against Colorado. And so, you know, overall, like it wasn't a bad performance on behalf of the entire team. You know, at least we got Drew Peterson to show up and at least we got, you know, Isaiah White to show up. Um, But I'm worried that they're already going to be taxed and drained for tonight.
0: Yeah, that's the big concern. I mean, double overtime and then 40 plus minutes for I think like two three players um that's not that's not easy i mean obviously there's some pros no travel and it's a late night tip off It's supposed to be at 8:30 p.m. obviously it could be delayed if uh Oregon Oregon state goes a little longer which actually might benefit USC more than than Colorado but um i mean yeah the thing is when you play a double overtime game in a conference Tournament, it's gonna to be hectic. It's gonna be disgusting. It's gonna be ugly. It's gonna be very tiring. And and you know Evan Mobley actually after the game was said that he felt fine, and I think that's because he he played, you know, barely any minutes in the first half because he had I think he only played seven minutes or six minutes because he had two fouls, but he did play the rest of the second half and he did play all of the overtimes. So he still like had about forty five or something minutes, which is just crazy. But he's also nineteen, so. I don't know, <laughs> but but it's a big thing. But some things that stood out, you talked about free throw shooting. Yeah, their free throw shooting was bad, but look, you know, the most positive about this was that Evan Mobley and Isaiah Mobley actually made most of their free throws. I think Isaiah Mobley only missed one, and he shoots about 45% from the free throw line. So, I mean, that's a great improvement. And then Evan Mobley only missed one or two, but he shot about 11 or 12 off the top of my head. I don't, I don't have the exact stat. So, I mean, it was it was a pretty good... Outing from the free throw line. Obviously, the game could have been over if they made a couple in in regulation, but it is what it is. It's the story of this of this Trojan team.
1: And I think like moving forward, um, going to the free throw line is actually you know a good sign for your offense. That means it's drawing what it wants to. That means that they're going inside. And um, at the end of the day, that's what we want from the Mobley brothers. And so yeah, I do see your point that it's a you know a good possibility, and that the fact that we actually got some extra points from that. Um I'm just worried about in those final minutes and in you know late in the, the second half when we just can't seem to finish. Um and you know, coming off that very lucky UCLA win that they basically handed us um in the last three minutes. Um I don't know, it's it's hard to say that I'm overly enthusiastic with the Mobley brothers right now, overly enthusiastic with our starting lineup. Um but you
0: know, we'll see tonight <laughs> against, oh, the scary Colorado team. Yeah, we're we're going to jump into that right now. These damn Buffaloes of Colorado were the scariest team in the world. I've never been this scared to face any school ever in my life. And I'm, I'm not sure why. They're not, you know, they're not intimidating. They don't have the flashy players. They don't have the, you know, the, the crazy dunkers. But they have a veteran presence and they're rugged. They're tough. They don't care. They're physical. And, you know, against USC team, that could pose problems. So, Taylor, now that this game is going on, you know, I was hoping – you know, Cal was only down by 6 at halftime, and I thought, you know, maybe there's a chance they lost by about 15. So <laughs> that was already out of the window. So, Taylor, what do you think uh, is going to be the key for tonight for USC to beat Colorado.
1: Well, I would argue that they actually do have some really awesome stars to look out for on that Colorado team, okay? McKinley Wright is dangerous. Um, He's averaging 15.7 points on the season and actually 5.7 assists every game, which means that he's an offensive engine that really has to be stopped Um, alongside, you know, Deshaun Schwartz, um, who has 12 points, um, and he only fouled once against USC. And so these are players who know what they're doing and they know how to draw what they want um and let's look back at when USC had that basketball coma in la- last February just for you know a couple of weeks when it really mattered um let's look up who showed up like that was a really bad loss that wasn't just you know two to four points that was a beating 65 to 80 and um when looking at the lineup Evan Mobley showed up Tajidi showed up um but where was Drew Peterson where was the other Mobu brother? Where was Isaiah White? They weren't there, they were all in the single digits. And if you look at all of our wins this season, you have to have those four players all up there in the double digits or you're done. Um, and so I think if we're gonna stand a chance, all of them have to be playing their best. Um, I'm hoping to see a sharper shooting this time. Um, last time we were around uh, Colorado, was in the, you know, the 30 percentiles, which isn't bad. Um, but if you're going to be in the semifinals of the Pac-12 tournament, you have to be on your A game. You have to actually execute and follow through. Um, and so that's what I would say has to happen for this team.
0: Yeah, well, that, that is really the story. Will they show up? You know, who who are going to be the second players? Because we all know Evan Moby's going to be... He's going to get doubled probably the, the entire game. And, you know, he struggled a little bit against Colorado. I think they're... You know, he's obviously he's shown up, but his his percentage, he hasn't been as accurate. You know, I, you know he's had some games where he's been like 4-15 against them, I think. So he hasn't, he hasn't been, you know, up to par, but... Just him being aggressive is gonna be important and obviously you mentioned the other names like Drew Peterson, you know Isaiah Mobley Isaiah white you know, They're gonna to have to step up Ethan Anderson is gonna to have to play big. He played big last night. So You know more of that is really what's important But the main thing that they have to do is they've got to defend the perimeter well because Colorado the last game Shot about 60% from three and I don't care who you are if you shoot 60% from the three you're gonna win So I mean that's just gonna be a big big story and I think they've got to really control the rebounding margin. That's a big thing because in all of their wins, well, I haven't checked Utah, but I think they did win the rebounding margin. But in all of their wins, they have won the rebounding margin. And then in those games where they've lost, they've really been either they've barely won it or they've been dominated on the boards. And I think that's what happened against Colorado on the road. They weren't able to get a lot of rebounds. They weren't able to get stops. That's what it's going to take to win. And you talked about McKinley Wright. That dude is a baller. He had 13 assists the last time they played. He holds them together. They've got to really get down and just contain him as much as they can. Obviously, it's not easy, but you got to try. And, you know, I really do want to see a big game from Evan Mobley. I, you know, I I love seeing him play good but especially now with this stuff like he played bad against Utah in the regular season he had 25 last night granted he shot like 12 free throws but i mean he was being aggressive and he and at the end of the, end of the game he just took over so it's going to be important you know they got to they got to bring that stuff up and then colorado is no freaking joke man they don't mess around
1: it'll be very interesting to see um Evan Mobley uh especially after the week of basically getting just showered with awards and with recognition um I do think that we have a once in a generation player here, um, but again, he's a freshman, um, and that means that he's going to have to step out of his comfort zone in leading a team. Um, and you know, I think about that sixty percent behind the perimeter, and I'm reminded of the UCLA game, and I'm even reminded of last night against Utah. Um, we tend to really, really struggle with sharp. uh, three point shooters, um, you know, we are the tallest team, but that really only counts for defense uh, within the arc. And um, with McKinley Wright, uh, you're really gonna have to have the speed to keep up with them. And unfortunately, I don't think we have that speed. Um, So I think we're gonna have to reevaluate our confidence in defense on that point, and maybe even have to adjust our strategy. um, Because once the other team starts sinking threes like no other, then we tend to, you know, become shy and we tend to get very intimidated. And we know that once we get into a deficit at, with this team, it's really hard to dig themselves out.
0: Yeah, that well, that is the problem. You know, the, the, they got to really defend the perimeter. Their percentage is, I mean, they hold teams to really low from the three-point line. But it seems like in all their losses, the other team has shot really well from the three-point line. So that's been their t- type of kryptonite. There's also one player we haven't mentioned, Jariah Horn. He had like 24 points off the bench and he only missed like two threes. Or or any shot. I think it was like six of eight or something. So you gotta you gotta pay attention to everyone on the perimeter, no matter who it is. And it's gonna be a battle. But but you talked about Evan Mobley, yeah. He's a once in generation player, he's gotta step up, he's gotta show up. This is it, you know, this is March, you know. There's no more no more regular season tune ups, you know, this is it. You gotta do it. But uh like like we always mention, there are other sports on campus, we must discuss them and Taylor Go ahead and give some of the updates of the other sports that are going on on campus.
1: Yeah, March Madness isn't just about basketball. Um, I don't think a lot of people realize, but the fall sports that were moved to spring are now actually like in their po- um, post pretty early now. Um, so water polo is already going into their 16th straight NCAA tournament appearance. This is a dynasty of a team and of a program, and it starts on Saturday against Bucknell College. Um, so definitely check that out. Women's water polo is still in the regular season, and they are playing UC Santa Barbara on Saturday as well. And as far as baseball goes... I also don't know what to make of this team. Um, they are hopefully bouncing back from a 1 to 10 beating by UCLA in their first series against Nevada. Um, this is after a postponement with another game um, due to COVID 19 outbreaks. What else you got, Garib?
0: Yeah, so this is, but yeah, like you said, March Madness, a bunch of sports going on for sure. I've got golf, men's golf tied for eighth at the Lampkins San Diego Invitational, and then women's golf finished third. At the Wildcats. You know, women's golf is on fire, by the way. They're amazing. <laughs> and then... Talk about ballers.
1: <laughs> Literally talk about ballers. Like, our women's golf team's crazy.
0: Oh, yeah. They're amazing. Very, very solid. Um, and then also there's lacrosse. Lacrosse took down UC Davis. Shout out UC Davis. Last Saturday, 20-10. to 10. Lacrosse is also an exciting... I mean, if you've ever watched lacrosse or played... It is very exciting, and everyone should check them out because, because lacrosse is very sick. Um, and then women's soccer, another talk about another sick team. Uh, they came. They're they're three and one on the season. They're coming off wins against Oregon and Oregon State. They'll be playing Utah and Colorado this weekend. You know, like I said, we're recording Friday at uh, noon, so I think by the time this comes out, the Utah game might be over. But they're still an exciting team to watch. Beach volleyball. I don't know if you know this. They're undefeated, six and zero. That'll be playing at the Pepperdine Invitational this weekend, and beach volleyball is also a very fun sport. I mean, all these sports are fun to watch, but you know, yeah, obviously, I'm you know, I'm, I love sports, but like beach volleyball is really cool, <laughs> so definitely check them out. Women's tennis is also in action seven and four. They'll be playing against UC Santa Barbara and Pepperdine Sunday, and then men's tennis ten and four. They'll be going against Utah Saturday and then San Diego on Tuesday. Now, men's volleyball, they're having a tough season. One in seven now is their record. They suffered a hard loss, Concordia, a sweep uh, Thursday, and then they'll be playing them again Saturday in a series, so hopefully they can bounce back. And then women's volleyball, which has been on pause for the last two weeks because of COVID, they'll be back against Washington this weekend in a return to action, so. By the way, their court is really nice. (laughs) I mean, I wish I could play on that court. It's very cool. But women's volleyball is back. Those are all the sports. And any last words, Taylor? Anything else you want to add?
1: Well, it's wellness day, everyone, so be well. Um, (laughs) I'm incredibly excited if you're spending the weekend with us. Um, And also, shout out to Dulce for caffeinating this podcast. This is not a sponsored event. Um,
0: (laughs) Yeah, no if you want to sponsor us... um, just email us, <laughs> you know, we'll get in contact. But yeah, that's that's all we have, and you know, it's wellness day. Um, that's all I'm gonna say about the wellness day, <laughs> because.
1: Will we be well after tonight's game?
0: I hope so. You know, you know that meme. I hope so. That's how I feel. You know, it's at eight thirty, so. You know, I just you know, but one thing actually, we I forgot to mention. This is the third time they're playing this season, and. Usually it's kind of hard to beat a team three times in the same season. I probably should have said that earlier, but we will see tonight, eight thirty p.m. Or by the time this comes out, maybe the game's over. We're not sure, but anyways, depending on the outcome, it will all be a great day or a bad day. But that, that's that's neither here nor there. Thank you for continuing to listen to us. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at dt underscore sports. Make sure to check out our content, dailytrojan.com sports. And yeah, yeah, that's it. That's all I have. Taylor, anything else about the wellness? Anything?
1: Nah, homie. Sign us off.
0: Perfect. Thank you all for listening. See you all next week for probably a March Madness special. But see you all next week.